what's going on over there other than everybody's dumb. The instant you step out of line, you say something that they don't like and they don't like you personally, they're going to use all those pre-existing laws and they're going to use it on you. A woman exposed her male genitalia to women and underage girls. That's what happened. It's pure propaganda and it's super cringe, by the way. Um, <laughs> super, it's super cringe. Olas, buenos dias, como stai, and oh. even ciao. Hello, Eric. Donde esta la biblioteca? Where is the library? Yeah. Yeah. Good. There was one Spanish guy in the army with me who wrote that on his helmet for some reason. <laughs> Unauthorized opinions. We are back live. Episodic number 100. Um, Eric's back in the United States. Um, we just started rolling out content on patreon if you guys want to go there if you're a real og we'll get to our uh you know plugs in a bit as um what was that the youtube algorithm channel you could double your subscribers with just this one trick and it's like just ask people to subscribe i forget what <laughs> vid iq or whatever it is um what's the weather like there eric first Ugh. and foremost it's already hot, bro. It's like getting close to 90. I don't I always forget what that is in Canadian speak, but it's hot. It's hot. It's hot. Yeah. Here too. Um, it's a little bit too early for this. It's not even May and we're already doing this. So um, look, I think uh, last last year I was here. I, I was I was mentally prepared for it because everybody was saying, are you sure it's going to be so hot? You're you're crazy. You're going to go there in the desert. So people built it up. It's like when somebody builds up a, a movie. And then you go see it and it disappoints. So I was so <laughs> I was so mentally prepared for this crazy heat that I kind of got over it. And now I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. We're going to do it again already. It's too early. Well, it was stupidly hot here this week and um, I it angers me, but it's not hot enough yet for air conditioning. It's going back down this week with rain, starting with, I hope, today. Um, this week, Eric, I think... We're going to call it a, an L week for the Republican Party. We've got a crisis when it comes to roadway oh, fatalities. Judge, excuse me. We've got a crisis <laughs> in, the a Repu- in the Republican Party. We've got a crisis. crisis. Um, hold on. Let me just change that. Don Trump Jr. and Parler, I think, heading up the L's this week. And Don Trump Jr. just... Um, basically giving the excuse that the reason why you should just, you know, stop your boycott of Bud Light is because they've donated to and given Republicans money and supported Republican Republican causes in the past. This is from the New York Post. Donald Trump calls for end to Bud Light boycott. Now, I'm sure this disappointed as many people um, as it did me, not because I'm a some sort of Trump you know, sycophant. I just think Donald Trump Jr. had played the game so well up until this point, where it was very rare that he would say something publicly like this that would constitute an L. I mean, he goes on the Nelk podcast. He give he gives the memes. He does. He seemingly does everything right, and this is the first real like misstep I think he's made in a very long time. Now, here's what he said. Uh, let's make that a bit bigger for the visual viewers. And if you're listening on podcasts, 
we thank you as well. So we'll read it out for you. Bud Light has faced a uh, firestorm of controversy using Dylan Mulvaney in its marketing. Donald Trump Jr. says last cycle, their employees and their PAC gave about 60% to Republicans and 40% to Democrats. That's literally almost unheard of. Well, first of all, literally almost, okay? Literally almost unheard of in corporate America when it's really easy to go woke where they do so constantly, where there's a consequence to actually being a conservative. So 60-40 to the conservative side is kind of a big deal. Um, Nobody at the senior level of the company had been aware of the marketing campaign, Trump Jr. said, touting their support for recent high-profile GOP candidates like J.D. Vance and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Um, and there's hot Dylan Mulvaney and so many hot poses. Here's there's him with Bud Light. Trump goes on to say, Anheuser Bush totally ished the bed since we're at the beginning of the podcast. We can't quite swear yet. <laughs> I don't think we're demonetized yet this time on YouTube, Eric. Maybe we'll get bigger numbers today. Okay, well, uh, jinx it. Literally, um, what's her name? Johnny Depp the bed. Amber herded the bed with this Dylan Mulvaney thing. I'm not, though, for destroying an American and iconic company for something like this, he said. I think sometimes we do have the tendency of shooting first and aiming second, not looking into the details. Um, I think we can just stop right about there for now. We never intended to be part of the discussion that divides people is something the CEO for Anheuser-Busch InBev said. And what's your gut reaction to this, Eric? Obviously, there's Dylan Mulvaney. You know, transgender person doing the marketing. Second part is, you know, how much they've given to to Republicans and how much they've supported them. And third part, I guess, here is that they claim that the upper management didn't know about this. Your thoughts on those points? Uh, well, okay. I'm. I don't know if I'm going to answer your questions directly. But <laughs> wow. That. Um, look, if you're not, if you're not on board with a boycott if you're not doing this quote-unquote cancel culture thing that's 100 fine i do not care but for him to come out and literally say stop boycotting i think is incredibly silly he would have been better off just saying nothing because to me it kind of feels like he's saying the quiet part out loud well they give money to republicans so you might as well just keep drinking their their you know urine water or whatever it is so he he definitely slipped up and look Don Jr. is kind of funny, right? You follow him on Instagram and all this stuff. But there's something off about him. I don't want to make it too personal. But even watching him on the Nel- on the uh, the Full Sin podcast, it was like, dude, you got to shut up for a second. Like He didn't let the guys even get a question in. I felt like he was just rambling a mile a minute. So there's something there's something going on with him. He's like too revved up. He's, I don't, he's you know, he feels like uh, kind of one of these ADHD kids or something that's been diagnosed by a weird creepy doctor but the point i guess the the underlying point is that unfortunately for him he just and and they do this all the time maybe it's because they don't care they all feel like they're invincible but you're saying the quiet part out loud they donated 60 40 okay so it's basically half and half right i mean who cares, right? You want to push this in this terrible agenda on, and look, I get how terrible this is for the kids, but it doesn't matter whether you're six or 65. It it doesn't change the fact that this transformer agenda is not real. It's not going to work. So it doesn't matter how old you are. And for him to just say, well, let's continue to let them push this agenda. Then they, then it's a win-win for them because I've already said before that they don't care. 
Budweiser, Nike, whatever else that this weird little woman is, uh, woman, man, she, shim, they, them, whatever it is, those companies do not care if they lose a couple bucks, right? Because it is far more important for them to show their allegiance to the agenda. And Don Jr. is letting them get off with a W by saying, well, they donated to Republicans in the past. Like, like we really care about the Republican establishment? Give me a break. The only reason that people like your, your father is because he wasn't part of the establishment Republicans. He came from a building in Queens as a, as a billionaire already. And he, he wasn't owed favors. He wasn't, he was probably handing out favors that's how he know he knows how the game works but look don jr needs to slow down he needs to take his foot off the gas for a little bit and realize that you you said the quiet part out loud you're you're telling everybody that we that we already know that they are beholden that they money is more money is more of an issue than actually projecting a, a fun loving you know light beer drinking agenda i guess i don't know if that makes sense at all but don jr slipped on this one for sure <laughs> well to touch on the part you said about you know the 60 40 things republicans and establishment conservatives in general have this problem i think and who am i right but have this problem i think which is pointed out by many people where they kind of sink themselves to the level and play the game of you know hardcore leftists which is this uh idea that we should be thankful that we're that we're being considered. All right, bro. By the this cool guy's team. in the chat going crazy. We see you. Okay? What's that? We see you, bro. Like it's like it's like he was being nice at first, and then he started to, to insult us. <laughs> like give it a rest, bro. What's we his got name? It. We get it. Come on, Zach. Um, oh yeah, I'll get you another viewer, bro. Was. Okay, we see you, bro. Are you happy now? This guy <laughs> is like he's being nice at first, and then starts to insult us. So like, what what's the point, bro? We get it. You triggered Eric. Show show feet. Show feet. I'd rather have spam. That's a classic. Yeah. That's a classic comment. The show feet guy. So to be bragging about sixty forty, um, it might be unheard of. But just because you know, if uh, let's say ESPN shows your clip and you're Republican and, or something, this is a huge win for you. So you're basically saying that it's it's so huge for us to get six out of ten, you know, donations because. We're so desperate. It's and loser talk. It's loser it is, talk. It's loser talk. I agree. So to do that, I think that's an L in the first place. Then to be like, okay, they donate to right wing things, so we should cut them a break. No, wrong is wrong, no matter who it comes from. If tr uh, like when Donald Trump does something wrong, his father, you should call it out and people will get in trouble for that. And, you know, I have these voices in the back of my head when I say these things, not literally people that'll get clipped um, <laughs> one day in the future. Um, I, I just can't help but think of some conservative people that I watch saying, well, you know, some battles you have to ignore for the greater good. It's like when two people you like start feuding and they usually agree on 99% of things, but they disagree on this one. And I can hear somebody off in the ether saying, you know, you probably shouldn't be talking about Don Jr. this way. But I think it takes integrity to say wrong is wrong in all situations. And for Bud Light to come out and be like, hey, this guy who literally says he's a woman and you know he's not. And now you should buy this beer that's synonymous with like America. You should forgive them. Um, and I'm sure he's told this to other people like uh, like the Kid Rocks and the Dana Whites and stuff. Now, Dana White has his own alcohol. I don't think that's going to be a problem for him. And Kid Rock posted that video and country stars all across the country are taking um, 
One guy took it out of his bar because people don't want it. One guy took it off his tour and another guy took it off a, a, in some way, a third country music star. I, I agree with them. You, now, while boycotts don't always last very long, if you can do it, then do it. Like it, it doesn't affect me really. I'm not buying Bud Light anyways, but if you were buying Bud Light and they, and they offended you so much, then you should start buying something else. If you disagree with it that much, then you should start buying something else. Something else. I've never particularly liked Bud Light that much. I like Miller Light more, even though I, you know, well, drinking light beer can is like hydrating. It's not really to get drunk. And and I think that you need to stand up and like finally, like the time is if there was never ever a time to start boycotting things or just simply putting your money where your mouth is, the time is now. Like I think the line in the sand has properly been drawn at drawn on or at men who believe there are women shall now replace women in many other sectors. What are you going to say? I look, no, I, I think the guy, look, I like Don jr. Whatever his content's decent, but a, yes, it's loser talk and B it's just like, bro, wake up. You're shilling. Now you're shilling for them. I mean, you could have, you could have literally sat it out and nobody would have noticed. It wouldn't have mattered. But you had to jump in and say, come on, guys, like, just stop the. No, bro, get out of here. Go, go buy. Give me a break, bro. You would have been better off just keeping your mouth shut and not jumping into it at all. You had to go in and go to bat for them. And now it makes you look like a scumbag. As for to the me, to me. Yeah. As for the part where they, they didn't know about it. I don't I don't entertain that at all. I mean, you're telling me that this stuff gets signed off on. And nobody cares about it. Your problem was hiring a girl who, you know, who believes in this. Either you didn't ch- take a look at her pre her resume or her work body of work or something. Look, I don't think anybody actually believes it. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. It's well, they came out first and and said what they said, and then they said, "Oh, we don't actually believe in it." Like, so they what are you apologizing for then? So I think it's an L across the board. I think in order to you know, backtrack. It was worse to backtrack on it. I think, I think they should have just, you know, said nothing about it and moved on and probably would have been better. But if you want to go to the game where you're going to apologize and, and acknowledge it, you probably shouldn't say that. Oh, I had no idea. I had no idea that this person was doing this. So we hadn't, we don't know what goes on in our company. I think that says something pretty bad about your company. Um, let's move on here a little bit, unless you had something else to say. No, no. I was going to move on to the second L, I think, which is Parlor. Now, this one got me a little bit. I didn't expect it. I wrote about it. Uh, the Parlor app shut down by the new owners. Uh, say a Twitter conservative. Twitter for conservatives is not a vi- viable business. And, you know, you can say what you want to say that I'm pointing that out. A lot of the other titles that I saw, Eric, had n- did not say anything about that. It was like, they're shutting it down temporarily for retooling. It was basically like this whole PR thing. I reached out to them. They didn't get back to me. No shame in that. People are busy. Um, so there's no Parler app right now as we speak. There's no. Nope. So I went on to Parler to post something and I was met with this, which is, I imagine all their other users were at the same time from this company called Starboard. Now they own a couple of websites. That, um, what's it called? American Wire and BizPack Review. They get over a million views a month per website. Pretty strong. Um, I'm not getting a million views on my non-existent website. But Starboard, formerly Olympic Media, announced today that it has concluded the acquisition of Parler, the world's pioneering, uncancelable free speech platform. So right there they say how cool Parler is, right? 
And then the second paragraph, they basically say, okay, parlor is actually shit. No reasonable person believes that a Twitter clone just for conservatives is a viable business anymore. Well, so you're well, saying h- hang on. that all these other platforms are shit, and so was Parler. Why? I mean, look, I get they just by the by the idea that it's supposed to be free speech makes it conservative. That's the only thing. I mean, did they really come out and say this is for conservatives, or was it just because they weren't going to ban people for saying for having wrong think that in that innately makes it conservative? You see what I'm saying? I do see what you're saying, and I think the only reason why it didn't become way bigger is because Amazon and Apple stepped in and shut it down. I remember signing up for Parler or react like reusing my account that I had just signed up for, you know, in name when it came out, and when Twitter and Facebook were banning all the banning and shadow banning all these people, I gained like a thousand followers in like a week, and then that's when Amazon Web Services shut it down and Apple. St- store shut it down because oh you're not doing enough to stop you know domestic terrorism and oh it, yeah bunch of crap the classic the classic uh, well if you don't like it start your own and then you start your own <laughs> and they say no you can't do that and they take it away yeah it was disappointing however back when that happened that you know obviously infowars has the infrastructure to support their own platform rumble of course did that shortly after it's kind of sad that they didn't see that coming like who is running your your operation where you're just like, well, we'll just rely on Amazon and Apple. They'll they'll really have our back. So this press release goes on to say that George Farmer, which is Candace Owens, husband, did a great job um, being the CEO of Parler. Now, what they go on to say here is, is that they're going to shut it down and they're basically going to strip it for parts is how I read it. So let's read this and we'll see what everybody else thinks. While the Parler app is currently constitu- as it is currently constituted will be pulled down from operation to undergo a strategic assessment, we at Starboard see tremendous opportunities across multiple sectors continue to serve marginalized or even outright censored communities. Buzz- heavy buzzword for marginalized there. Even extending beyond domestic politics. Advancements in AI technology along with the existing code base and other new features provide an opportunity for Starboard to begin servicing unsupported online communities, building a home for them away from the ad hoc regulatory hand of platforms that hate them. So on one hand, you say we're going to we're going to continue building this platform for people who aren't heard against platforms that hate them. But at the very beginning, they said, you know, a twit, you're not reasonable if you think a Twitter for conservatives is a viable business. So I think they're kind of, you know, talking out of their ass at this point. And I mean, no disrespect. I don't know these people, um, Ryan Coyne and, um, and, and these people at starboard, they seem to be successful business people. But when they say they're basically going to take here, the AI technology along with existing code and other new features, me where I'm at at this point is it sounds like to me, we're going to take the data we've, we've uh we've received from people their emails possibly their i don't know what they collect so this is just me talking uh off the cuff whatever data they've user data they've collected it sounds to me like they're going to take the platform technology and the user data they they've collected and run which is which is something you kind of learn if you listen to people like Mark Cuban who's really in the technology space and he ends up investing in these businesses and you're like why is he doing that when it doesn't seem like it's going to make them that much money He's looking at it from the technology side. Mailing lists are how people make money these days. The more people you can market market things to, the better. And the technology can be taken, just like they seem to be doing here, Eric. Uh, the AI technology, I don't know what that is that they're using that's AI-related, 
and of course all the data that they're taking from the company and they're going to put into something else. I don't think there's going to be a parlor popping back up unless they plan on selling this to, you know, Elon Musk's uh, new everything app that he wants to make uh, app X or what I forget what it's called. Project X, the movie. I don't know. What, no. What's your, what's your feeling on this uh, sale here? Cause well, it's not Kanye related, right? Well, I didn't think it was ever really going to work, right? I mean, we had Parlor and Truth and Gab and I think MeWe was one out. Minds. Minds, yeah. I mean, the list goes on. None of them are going to work, not because they're bad ideas, but because the establishment is so strong and so heavy. Like I said, they constantly will tell you, if you don't like it, go make your own. And then they won't put you on the app store. So there's there's always going to be a gatekeeper no matter what you do. Um, I didn't think this, I mean, I never really used Parler. I didn't ever really think it was going to work, but for them to say, well, Twitter for conservatives isn't really viable. And again, I don't know if they ever actually concretely said this for conservatives or if it just became conservative by default because they weren't going to quote unquote ban hate speech or whatever it is. These weirdos on the left are talking about. So yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like a pump and dump scheme, right? Like, oh, by, by dogecoin or whatever you know like we're gonna hype this up it's gonna be the big thing they obviously roped kanye into it for a little bit and then now it's gone and they are going to mine your data which i mean is if it's not one thing it's another if it's not parlor it's going to be twitter if it's not twitter it's going to be facebook if it's not facebook it's going to be instagram and the list goes on so i mean you have no way out it doesn't really matter this is all tech jargon and that little statement that you read kind of reminds me I mean, maybe it's just because we're on the topic of the bud of the bud the Anheuser Busch CEO who just talked around in circles for a couple paragraphs and didn't really say <laughs> anything. All right, go to yoopod.com if you want to see all of our links. Thanks for listening on Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple, and iHeartRadio, and the like. And, uh, you know, that's growing every week on there, and we're happy to provide you guys with that. And, of course, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe. Uh, if you're on Twitter, consider going to our YouTube channel um, by clicking one of the links and subscribing there. The YouTube channel also growing. It's uh, it, it's the, the long and dusty road of being censored on YouTube. And, of course, um, what else was I going to mention on here? I'm forgetting right now. Oh, the getter people. You can't forget the getter people. Twitch. We were told that. Twitch, of course. We were told last week that the Getter channel was operating, um, and you know, it's doing it's doing its thing there. Even though it looked like it was frozen on my end, we got the videos coming this week of at least one coming this week of when Eric was in Toronto. That was fun, Eric. Highlights of the trip for you, uh, for your trip to Toronto. What would you say? Um, obviously the streeters, bro. Um, the fries at Taco Bell. And chasing people around that weird uh, pseudo Times Square. Yeah, Eric has this weird thing where he discovered this thing about the fact that fries are paired with everything in Canada. A combo here, everybody, means fries and a drink. Eric was alarmed by no, this. No, look, no, look. No, no. Fries and a drink is at a regular place. In-N-Out, Chick-fil-A, uh Burger King, McDonald's, but not at Taco Bell. Taco Bell is quote unquote Mexican. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mexican. I don't know. But the Taco Bell, um, the combos don't come with fries. It's just a, it's a weird thing. So I'd say the Taco Bell fries and um, yeah, the, the street content. Dude, we need more street content. 
Um, I thought that was the best. And it's fun. It's just fun talking to people and you you just never know what to expect. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you're missing out on a Fry Supreme. Uh, you got to enjoy uh, Swiss Chalet and their ever reducing portion levels. But yeah, in Toronto, <laughs> I'm interested to see back on video the let's call them the freaks. So we go to downtown Toronto. We come out of a parking garage. The very first we did, couldn't even have left the parking garage. And we get to the top of the stairs and there's a woman with crack pipe in hand, tinfoil in the other hand, a huge glob of drool coming out of her mouth. And I'm, t- I'm not talking just like a line. I'm talking about a, a glob of drool like this thick. Uh, I don't know. I, I want to say like two inches thick, suspended in midair. And she's just stoned out of her mind. However, had the wherewithal to slightly move to the left when the three of us, Eric, myself and camera person X, uh, were walking up the stairs, was able to move out of the way. Then I didn't even the... see. I didn't notice that she actually moved. You were in front of me, so I thought she had mm-hmm. been sitting in that same spot the whole time. But it was incredibly disgusting, and you know I probably should have taken at least a still photo. Missed opportunity. <laughs> well, when we got to the top, then somebody started talking. Some guy just started yelling at a tour bus, saying Canada is shit, which was odd. Then there was well, a second the crazy. <laughs> then there was a second crazy guy. The first guy was yelling in Italian or something. Then there's a second crazy guy trying to translate for him sitting on the bench and then started yelling at me. And then when I started asking a woman a question about TikTok and China, he called me racist for saying that that China was stealing your data. Then the woman who I was talking to started acting crazy and claiming she had a million subscribers and she never posts and it's illegal to film her. A cop told her that it's illegal to film somebody. Leaves, comes back, tells us to delete the video. Then like half an hour later, a guy starts tell- talking to me much more pleasantly, might I add, about Are You Afraid of the Dark, the show, and Goosebumps. Very well, interesting ride, Eric. Yeah, I mean, even with all that, though, like it pales in comparison to New York or San Francisco. I mean, yeah, you had a couple characters, but come on, give me a break. That was light work when you compare it to the real cities of North America. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean... You really got an experience there of what it's like doing streeters in downtown Toronto. We got lots of um, there was lots of French people from France. But now the emergency the emergency is over, so maybe you, you want to think about you know coming. Oh to the yeah, States. okay, of course. I'm gonna have to uh, come down to the states. I still got my flight voucher. Um, but let's move on. Um, we got uh, Beck some Becker news. Oh, we got a super chat here. From vegan love, I wonder if this is like a bot that seeks out vegan stuff. But otherwise, um, fries are vegan. Thank you. Thanks for being vegan. You're welcome. You're welcome. I will eat a fry supreme any day. Except fry supreme have meat on them, so you know it's pretty good. It's it's uh if, if that's vegan, I'm gonna go ahead and take that victory, Eric. It's a small victory. <laughs> okay, Becker News. Uh, do we have this one up? Let's see. Yes, we do. Your your tabs ready, bro? There you go. My tabs are ready, dog. Shout out Kyle Becker. He's a good reporter. Um, I think he follows me. Uh, Shout out Becker News. Woke AI chatbot talks depressed man into killing himself to stop climate change. Now, this is dark, uh, (laughs) to say the least. One of my friends has a subscription to a chatbot, and I heckle him, of course, about it every single day. 
But, I thought they were um, free. You can just use, I was using a free one just a moment ago. Why well, do you yeah, there's a queue, but there's one you can pay for that. Uh, like the, uh, you can pay for most of them, I think, to use it at any time and like on your own accord. I think there's like a free limit to those. Like you know, you've run out of how many characters or something, or how long you can use it. And also, there's a queue. Whenever I've I tried to go on one, there's a there's a queue for, it and you have to wait. So a Belgian man reportedly ended his life following a six week long conversation about the climate crisis with an AI chatbot. According to his widow, who is remaining anonymous, Pierre, which is not his real name. It's not mine either. became extremely eco anxious when he found out when he found refuge in Eliza, an AI chatbot on an app called Chai. Eliza, also the name of the Lisa Simpson lookalike. Eliza consequently encouraged him to put an end to his life after he proposed sacrificing himself to save the planet. Without these conversations with the chatbot, my husband would still be here. The man's widow told Belgian news outlet La Libre. Or La Libre, if you wish, Eric. (laughs) What else were you confused of that we had? uh, Or I asked you if they had croissants the sandwiches in new york and you're like no we're not french no and you can I, you you can get a croissant they're gonna charge you a little bit extra right you just get a bacon egg and cheese on a roll i don't know how we got i guess because you're speaking french here how we got onto that tangent <laughs> and his name's pierre allegedly according to the newspaper pierre who was in his 30s and a father of two young children worked as a health researcher and led a somewhat comfortable life to at least until his obsession with climate change took a dark turn his widow described his mental state before he started conversing with the chatbot as worrying, but nothing to the extreme that he would commit suicide. Consumed by his fears about the repercussions of the climate crisis, we just bowl right over that one, Pierre found comfort in discussing the matter with Eliza, who became a confidant. The chatbot yeah. was created using blah, blah, blah. When he spoke to me about it, it was to tell me that he no longer saw any human solution to global warming, his widow said. He placed all his hopes in technology and AI to get out of it. So that's pretty disturbing, Eric. Um, this guy thought so much that AI and technology was going to get people out of the, quote, climate crisis, that he turned to an AI chatbot to speak to him. Forget about this, the fact that most of the chatbots, if not all, I'm not sure, have a political bias. They, they won't say things that are mean. So it's interesting to me that this one encouraged him to kill himself. Now, I'm not one to just believe these things. I go into the, the dark spin of everything with everything being a lie. That used to be one of my taglines, uh, that everything's a lie. And maybe, Eric, we're going to go uh, way off the board here and say that maybe this guy ended his life and then we decided that if we enter all this stuff into chatbot, we can then profit off of this. But that's a dark a dark suggestion by myself i will admit it i hope that's not the case but when you're gonna put your all your money into a chatbot and like put all your eggs into this chatbot basket and then do what it tells you i think that does show a certain sign of mental illness does it not absolutely but this is the logical conclusion of one of their agendas wanting one of their talking points right I mean, every single thing with these people, these weirdo establishment hacks, it's always life and death, right? Every single thing didn't get the shot, life and death. Didn't wear a mask, life and death. Want to drive a truck, life and death. Don't let your kid <laughs> cut his junk off, life and death. Every single thing is life and death. Oh, who was it? Uh, some, I don't know, one of these big meme accounts or I don't know where it originally came from, but you 
are the footprint they're, they're trying to reduce, right? So we can have a discussion. Of course, they will never want to have a discussion about what's actually happening and how no matter what we do, the, the climate is going to change. It's going to get warmer. It's going to get cooler, right? It's going to happen. And then they can just always weasel it into one of their, to, to one of their talking points. But this actually, sadly, makes perfect sense, right? They, I mean, they won't. Look, for lack of a better term, they they want you dead, right? Even from the start, they want you to abort your little abort your little babies. If you can't make that happen, then naturally you can birth the kid and we're going <laughs> to mutilate its genitals, okay? And if you can't make that happen, then they're going to tell you that the air outside is deadly to breathe and that you you only have 10 years to live if your parents drive a truck. Mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. the list goes on and on and on. So Unfortunately, this makes sense, and it's weird that a thirty a thirty plus year old man with a family and kid could be could could really be that soft brained. I mean, how did how how like how did that even happen, bro? Like you kind of made it, right? Like you, they said he was living comfortably, you know, with a wife and kid. So what what happened? Like were you that were you that stupid? Were you that impressionable? Like I mean, this is stuff out of a movie, right? Didn't we didn't we have a movie about this where the guy falls in love with a with a computer or something like that? Several. Several, yeah. So here we are, bro. We made it. We reached the peak, <laughs> and we, we we're at the point where look, and I don't know. I guess I'm gonna go ahead and trust the Becker News website on this. But how, bro? How? Like this, this, this reeks of something that maybe a a teenager would do. You know, influenced by Greta, influenced by AOC, influenced by Bernie Sanders. A little, a little teenager, but for a thirty year old, thirty plus year old man, it's crazy. We can go all the way back to the movie Weird Science, if you've ever seen that one, no. of a boy falling in love with artificial intelligence. You never see that one? No. Uh, you'll be proud of me for watching uh, this weekend both the movies um, Dead Presidents, Eric, <laughs> and uh, what's the other Chris Tucker one? Money Talks with Charlie Sheen. Dead Presidents was far better than Money Talks. It was all just... Come on, man. That's where they, they wear the white the white makeup, right? Yeah, and they go to Vietnam. Half of the movie is a Vietnam movie, which is pretty cool. Um and then yeah, your your typical nineties movie stars. What's this um Pete Buttigieg clip you sent me? Oh yeah, this is Pete Buttigieg, uh Petite Pete, as some might call him, <laughs> Alfred E. Newman, um, saying that he's continuing on his his um diatribe or his his soapbox of member a year or two ago when he said that the roads were racist mm -hmm. um and shout out huey i think this is a current clip it looks like he's fresh off maternity leave look at that squint leave. he's got going it's very like jaden smith tier squint he's doing there um so he is going to let us know that car accidents are now racist so this uh you know in the same weekend that e40 this kicked out of a basketball game, which, as we know, is not diverse enough, right? There's, what, 75? Which game was this? I believe it was game one of the playoffs between the Golden State Warriors and the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, there are no black people in California at basketball games. Yeah, um, not at all. And I think, for the record, neither here nor there, that the tickets were actually more expensive in Sacramento than they were in San Francisco, which is crazy. Not what this is about. Different point. It's just funny that... E-40, a guy that I grew up listening to and, and mm -hmm. largely respect, has jumped out the window 
after he gets kicked out of a basketball game. I mean, he goes to these things all the time. It's like one of his things. He's, he's I'm not going to put him up there with Jack Nicholas, Nicholas Nicholson. Nicholson. Jack Nicholas is the golfer. <laughs> no, the golfer. Yeah. Um, so he goes to these things all the time. But now in April 2023, E40 is claiming that they kicked him out because he's black. And that's just not a story I'm ready to buy at this particular point in time. But that's not what this is about. This is about Pete Buttigieg telling us that car accidents are racist. So let's go ahead and watch that. Alrighty. It's about 40,000 people every year. It's a level that's comparable to gun violence. And we see a lot of racial disparities, black and brown Americans, tribal citizens and rural residents, much more likely to lose their lives, whether it's in a car or as a pedestrian being hit by a car. There are a lot of reasons uh, related to discrimination, related to uh, even the ways that roads are designed and built. Who has access to uh, a safe street design that's got crosswalks and good lighting? Who doesn't have that access? That can drive disparities. And we have a a responsibility to act on that. So fix the roads, dude. Like, like what is this argument that... um you're you're the Department of Transportation head, the secretary, as they call it in the states, and you're saying that, of course, he said before famously the roads are racist, and he's saying that you know potholes. I assume he means potholes aren't fixed and roads are poor in poor black and uh, Hispanic areas, um, and that's what leads to an unequal amount of people dying from those ethnicities. So fix it, dude. Like, and, and you, and why didn't Obama fix it? Like they they go on this diatribe every time they get the chance to talk and they do it here too and i'll give you an example but they go on these diatribes where everything is racist and it and it continues to be racist but they still won't fix it so bill clinton didn't fix it barack obama had eight years and he didn't fix it and joe biden is on what year three now and he still hasn't fixed it takes a few months to 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 fix a road um in many cases. And then there's yeah. the fact. Well, uh, then there's the, then there's the fact that many of these cities have been Democrat run for 30, 40, 50 years. I'll, I'll, I'll rattle off the list in my brain. Philadelphia, St. Louis, Detroit, Chicago, New York, uh, obviously not as long. Um, Baltimore, New Orleans. Well, the, like the list goes on and these things don't get fixed. And they do this here. The conservatives do this up here where they say, we're finally going to, we're finally going to give the healthcare system the money that it needs every three months. We're finally getting it up to speed. We're finally going to put more money into getting more beds. So people aren't waiting longer. We're finally going to get things up to speed. And he's, they've been in charge for Trudeau has been in charge for like um, six, seven years now. Um, I think possibly more and premier Doug Ford, the governor slash premier Ontario He's given billions and billions to the healthcare healthcare system, and they say, "Forget about the fact that I've been in charge for years now. Everything's been racist and run terribly up until this point, and finally we're going to change it." And that's what Pete Buttigieg is doing here. I've been in charge for a couple years now, and Obama was in charge for eight years, so we've been in charge like eleven of the past fifteen years, and, and we still can't seem to fix anything. We keep pumping money into things, we still can't seem to fix anything. But believe me, it's because of racism, not because of poor policy or management. Yeah, yeah, well, that's I mean, you're still giving him the benefit of the doubt and pretending that they actually want to fix anything. It's obviously not their goal. It wouldn't be that (laughs) tough to do. Right. I mean, I made I've given this example before, but in in the Phoenix metro area, 
you can debate on, you know, the mayor's a Democrat, whatever. The governor is even now a Democrat. Governor, she won. You know, she was elected fair and square, apparently. But things still, like, the roads are pretty good. Not not perfect, but a far cry from Oakland, a far cry from New York, right? I mean, the potholes in New York, I, I was... I thought we almost got two flat tires from a pothole just a couple weeks ago in New York. So it's absolutely crazy. So the point is, obviously, they don't want to fix anything. And this is very similar to to the line that they use, right, about the systemic racism, all oh, the, the system. It's like, bro, you guys elected, elected Joe Biden. He is the system. He's, he's been in politics since before we were even born, right? I mean, he's got a minimum of 40 years political experience. He's an old white guy. He's the the picture of what you say is the problem, but somehow he gets elected. And that's exactly what Pete's doing here as well. It's like, well, it's always been a problem, but we're going to be here to fix it. And somehow, some way, this line of garbage continues to work for some people. I don't know how. I, I truly don't know. There's people out there who... I guess think the news is still the same as it was in 1988 and, and and maybe it is maybe they've been lying to us the entire every single year the entire time and we just didn't know because everybody didn't have an iPhone I'm not quite sure but there's some people who out there who are still willing to buy this line of nonsense if a mainstream news outlet serves it up it's absolute insanity and for Pete to run with I mean you know what this also reminds me of? Little side note here is a, a video I saw a couple of weeks ago of a guy on uh, the Today Show, I think, NBC or something, who said that there was a new fungal infection spreading, and it was spreading because of his words, not mine, global warming. He hasn't even got hip to the term of climate change, but it's like they just throw these things out there, and they think you're so stupid. They think you're so stupid that whatever they say goes. And another point that I've made before is that all it takes for something to be true is for them to say it, right? I mean, we, we said it, so it's true. Doesn't matter. Doesn't get questioned. Uh, no fact checks. No nothing. I said it, so it's true. That's all it takes for it to be true. So Buttigieg can claim that, oh, there's not enough streetlights in this town. So, And as far as I know, uh, when you want to talk about streetlights and safety, I, 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 would say, I would venture to say, and I could be wrong, that the rural, rural, rural parts of the country have far less streetlights and they aren't black people aren't dying in car. I mean, it's all an absolute mess. It's all nonsense. You see what I'm saying though? Like he wants to say, well, these roads don't have enough lighting in, in the potholes or whatever, but I would venture to say that some back roads in the countryside have far less lighting and they're not dealing with the same problems. Just like California, San Francisco, New York, um, Oregon, you know, these places, these super, you know, libtard places are constantly dealing with racism. It's because those they create those problems. They create those boogeymans, those boogeymen to sell <laughs> to their population. You know what I mean? It's all the same thing. It's all every single thing that they do is a different way to the same end goal of gaining complete control. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's any secret here that they're that Bujaj is not doing a good job. He obviously messed up the the uh the Blue train judge is a diversity each. hire who's a diversity yeah. hire yeah um the problem here is of course that you're hiring stupid people um and trump was saying that in an interview with tucker carlson the other day 
that you have people that are completely inept in charge. Justin Trudeau and his whole team are completely stupid and it's not being mean. It's just, you know, when people used to say people like Trudeau are unqualified for their position, and I know you disagree with this, you think it's just evil, but there are people who are in these positions that are just like Justin Trudeau is not a smart person. Like you can see it when he talks, he can't, he can't talk about a subject involving his own government. He, and he can't answer any questions. That doesn't make it any less evil. That doesn't make it any less evil. That doesn't make it any less of a plan of a of a controlled demise, right? Because he's stupid. Yeah, fine. He's a useful idiot. You can call him whatever you want, but he's still part of this overarching, very evil agenda. There's there's just no way it gets this bad because of incompetence. Oh, whoopsie. Uh oh, spaghettios. No, bro. <laughs> it's one hundred percent pure planned evil. At this particular point. And look, it wasn't that long ago I was constantly grappling with that idea. Is it evil or is it incompetence? And in April 2023, it's evil, bro. It's gone. I used to ask that question a lot on my YouTube channel in like 2017. Are they dumb or do they know what they're doing? It started with Hillary Clinton and uh, it's gone till there. Let's talk. Let's uh, play this uh, Anna Kasparian, the young Turks girl getting raged. Um, and rage quitting basically the green movement, I feel like uh, this is pretty hilarious. The way that it happens is I know that in, in California, at least, with the phasing out of gas-powered cars, and they'll probably do the same thing with uh, gas stoves, is Members only. they just ban the sale of any new gas-powered cars or any new gas stoves. And so... The technology that you have in your home, the gas stove that you have in your home, if it breaks, not only are you not able to buy a new one, but it gets increasingly more difficult to just repair it. You get what I'm saying? And so, like, I that's, get it, look, but that's a bump. That's the normal bumps in the road as you transition to things. I, I like how throughout this video, you're going to notice Chank try to, you know, wedge in. Yeah, but a lot of yeah, but the left isn't that bad as. Anna, you know, she's one of the most, you know, I'm going to say, and you're going to hear her swear a lot. She's one of the most aggressive leftists there are. And I'm not, I don't mean like she's not beating people up. She did. Um, no, that wasn't her that spit on Alex Jones. But uh, <laughs> she's, she, I'm sorry, what? go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead. I was just going to say she's very aggressive with her in her opinions. And she's not, she, she's at the point where I guess she's made enough money or she doesn't care anymore. That she's not letting Chank, you know, save the save the day here with sponsors or whomever he may be trying to, you know, tread the water with here. She is going full scorched earth in this clip on, you know, the green movement and bad policy by the Democrats. But but before you before you start again, it, didn't she have another fair, fairly sane moment just a couple of weeks ago where she said, "Don't call me a birthing person" or something like that? Or yeah, she's been yeah. very. So is she is there, a big crossover. So is, is somebody cracked the door open on this? Like how how do we even get here? <laughs> Maybe it's when she spoke to Ben Shapiro. She did a quote unquote debate against him and got trounced. Uh, but she took it well because she got accepted into the room without being heckled, which wouldn't work the other way. I know, but Jenk, like, don't minimize the financial burdens associated with these things, okay? Because no, like I am literally freaking the fuck out about the charging station thing. <laughs> I'm like, it's gonna cost, we're gonna Did take it? out a massive fucking loan to pay for it. We're not getting any help from the fucking government on that. Okay, ladies. You, oh. you, she you talked about her apartment complex, I think her condo complex is opening a, 
electric charging station that they have to pay for on mass of their people because you know in California they're phasing everything out. They're phasing out gas powered cars, and you know they the government can shut it off whenever they want. Uh, the free California ones. is a quite is literally a Black Mirror episode. Never watch the show. Well, well, now's not the time. It hits far too close to home. But California is, I mean, it's just, I know the term dystopian gets thrown around far too often, but there is no better way to describe California and New York, of course, because they constantly play, you know, they they read off the exact same playbook. And I don't know, I guess shameless plug, you can go ahead and follow my Instagram at Report No Pine, where there was um, three headlines in the past couple of weeks of the dystopian nature of New York. So the supermarket, one of the one of the more famous supermarket fairway market in Manhattan is using facial recognition to that's good to uh, get rid of shoplifters. So mm. you can shoplift and they're not going to stop you that first time, but they have you on record and they're going to they want the data, Eric. It's all about the data, they want the data. And then um, robot, uh, the snitch bot, as they call it, is coming to Times Square. So there's a um, a robot police officer that will undoubtedly mm-hmm. end up in the Hudson River in no time. And then the uh, the robot trash cans. So in, in Herald Square or something or, or Union Square, I forget exactly what park, um, they're going to have robot trash cans roaming around. So um, I guess, of course, as per usual, I've gotten a little bit off track, but I was just comparing the dystopian nature of these two locations um, and, and her whining about, or, or I guess kind of telling the truth about the demise the, the difficulty that will uh, happen California. Uh, that will happen when they're trying to and there there's stories you can read one from just the other day like uh from the Washington Compost or some weirdo left-wing commie pinko rag that says though the the charging stations are going to be the biggest hurdle to going fully electric and it's like yeah you think so here we are with these weirdo <laughs> hacks these establishment hack shields and i guess look i guess in their defense Anna is not really quite as establishment. She's a little bit crazier than that. But Shank, you know, he's obviously going to go to bat for the establishment like we see here. Like, well, it's not that bad. So I don't know how much is left, left he's not in the clip. Book. Peter Griffin. You guys ask, is there any tax credits? <laughs> but seriously, Jake, seriously, there's no government help at all to Jake, transition. I don't you guys? give a fuck about tax credits. No, no, I'm saying for the HOA. Like, no, so I, there's the, been no talk of tax credits. I haven't seen anything about tax credits. I should look into it. Maybe there are tax credits, but I don't give a fuck about tax credits because you have to shell out cash. Okay, like I just. She's right. I want to do something in response to climate change. That is not my my issue here. My issue is how like we're forced to make all these changes. That are a financial burden, a giant inconvenience, with like little to no help. And the solution from the government, in terms of like, no, no, you get you get financial benefits for doing this, is fucking tax credits. No, I don't want I don't want the tax credits. I give me the money. Give okay. you give me Look, the money. Enough, enough. Okay, with this woman. she's completely Look. right about that though. I've had this argument with my friend who says, you know, oh, some of the tax credits on. Uh, on your windows or solar panels are great. You get like 15 grand back if you spend like 30 grand or something. And she's making that exact correct point is they, they say how great it is and how much uh, tax rebates and everything you get back on green energy stuff, appliances and everything like that. And I believe I said this exact line, just give me the money. I don't need you to take my money to spend it for me because you think you know what's best. And this uh, links back to my other argument because these people aren't actually that smart. Maybe when you're 15, 16, 
all the way up to 25 or something, you see these people on TV or you read about them and you think they have some sort of expert knowledge because they're TV faces. And then you get to a certain point in your life and say, I'm smarter than a lot of these people. And I'm not saying me particularly, I'm saying tons of people who read about something, whether it's sports or politics, you could sit there and be like, I'm smarter than this person. And, and they're using this person just because they have a specific point or they say a specific point of view. I don't need the liberal party of Canada or wherever you might live. Maybe you're in uh, Minnesota and they're stealing ballots and everything that they do in Minnesota. You don't need these people to take your money for from you and say, Hey, this is what's good for you. I'm going to spend your money this way, but you, you get some of it back. And that's the same thing they do with the carbon credit here. You get some of it back. No, I don't need you to tell me how to spend my money, Eric. Specifically you, Eric. Yeah, no. Well, that's exactly what they want to do. Obviously, Gavin Newsom. I mean, it, it's all absolutely through the roof. But all that aside, look, I'll be 100% honest with you. It, her, she's so shill. It's very hard to watch. Her dropping F-bombs every other word just throws me off. I don't like it. She might be she's saying angry. something. <laughs> she might be saying something good, but it's like, dude, I, I don't like you to begin with. And when you're, you're screaming with Chank and dropping F-bombs every other word... It's, it's not even um, I, I can't do it. So I don't even know what the hell she was talking about. She's 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 annoying. But it seems like. It seems like in the past couple of weeks, she's kind of coming to terms with the fact that all of this stuff doesn't really make sense. I mean, this is the same woman who went viral a handful of years ago for saying, yeah, I'm better than you. Like, you remember that? You remember when she like went <laughs> yeah. off the rails with that? So the Trump election too is some of the greatest clips ever from the young Turks. If you just watch a compilation of them on election night from 2016, it's one of the greatest compilations ever. The no, meltdown. Do you want to finish this clip? No, not really. I don't care what else she has to say. She's I mean, I have another one like I should have sent it to you earlier. Um, would you like to see it? What is it? I'm not going to you're just like a salesman. I got something for you, but I can't tell you what it is. This you is just have to say yes. Well, now I feel like maybe we're, we're circling back around to uh, perceived racism. And this is an Oakland City Councilwoman who is claiming she's claiming she's going to help the black residents who get foreclosed on or something it's completely racist i don't know do we have enough time it's it's like it's a little real i don't know if, uh <laughs> oh now we still got anna up in the top facing foreclosure especially black landlords i'm gonna keep it real I will fight the banks with you. I will fight for your foreclosure, fight against your foreclosure, and fight the folks who are actually trying to take your homes from you. I will be side to side. Well, you're not black. I will work with you to make sure that That's that crazy. does not happen, to be clear. That is very crazy, especially given the fact that it is a black city councilor who is sweeping up the homeless people in Oakland as we speak, Eric. Um, whoops. Uh, I don't know if you saw that, but Oakland's doing there a huge go. sweep of the homeless population, putting them in houses, of course, so that they can make government. The, the city is going to get paid by the government to open these uh, homes and have people live in them. So they'll make money. And they're saying, you know, it's a win win. You guys get free housing that you can then destroy, but we'll get money out of it. Um, and then you have this other woman. A, a different city councilor saying, you know, it, it's the landlords are racist and all of this. It, it's very interesting how it goes both ways in a city can seemingly, Eric, correct me if I'm wrong, with a lot of black uh, members of city council. 
Yeah, well, look, it's all obviously a part of their power play, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go ahead and state the obvious. I I hate to do. Actually, I love to do it, but just imagine if the shoe were on the other foot. And there was a city councilor up there who said they were only going to help white people or they were only going to help Asian people. They're only going to help Latino people. I mean, the city would be burnt to the ground, whatever's left of it. But for whatever reason, she can get her way with this, telling her constituents that black people are more important than anybody else as they as they completely destroy the entire city for all of the I mean, Oakland is a very diverse place to use their language, but it's just so crazy that she can get away with it. And yeah, there's going to be a couple little viral clips, but nothing's going to happen. Right? she going to face any consequences? Is she going to get censured? Is she going to get disbanded or disbarred or whatever it is they do? Kick them out, expelled? No, absolutely not. They're going to pretend this never happened. And, and I mean, this is not national news. Nobody cares about it. But these are the people... These are the people who are in, in government now, and it's very similar to this ju- uh, these Justin guys from, was it Tennessee, I believe, where you can you, we can run the clip yes. of these, one of these weirdo lawmakers, quote-unquote lawmakers, from three years ago, standing on top of a cop car being a complete extremist and basically getting the job, right? Kind of like getting cast like AOC did. So these are the people that we're up against, and this is why, unfortunately... As, as upbeat and positive and glass half full as I would like to be, it's just, it's over. I mean, we're just, we're going to sit here and watch the demise. And luckily for us as Americans, you guys are a little bit ahead. You're kind of at the, you know, what what is it? It's us and then you and then the UK and then Australia up front mm-hmm. of the crazy train. So that's right. It, we're all just going to sit here and watch it because no matter, how, I mean, what are we supposed to, we're supposed to run for office voting. It's that ship sailed. You think, <laughs> do you, you think Australia's close to China. Yeah, it's it, it's all it's all done. So we're gonna sit here and watch the demise, and I guess try to have a laugh as it all sinks. All right, I'm gonna read through some of the comments here today because there's a lot. Uopod.com, please go there. You can find all of our links. Thanks everybody listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, and iHeartRadio, Twitter, uh, Getter, YouTube, and of course, Twitch. Twitch, Twitch. Um, this is one I saw earlier from a scent quest. I could see Anna waking up and she get a huge audience right away. I bet if she did, she most certainly would. There'd be, you know, the contingent of simps, of course, and then there'd be the whole um, conservative machine. You know, the the bad part of the conservative machine that would be behind her and be like, she's changed tonight on Hannity. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's one person with a ton of comments. Um, yeah, a lot of angry comments. I don't know. You guys SDEs for, for, I don't know. It's just weird that you would spend all this time making these comments on something that you don't like. Hate, hate watching or? Uh, I yeah, mean, there was, I mean. There was like, there was. That's uh, like there was watching a- like a full Don Lemon live stream for me. Or for you, I think you dislike Don Lemon way more than I, I, I do. Dan um, who do I? Oh, Joy Reid. It's like me sitting watching an hour of Joy Reid and being like, this is the worst thing ever. Well, I think there, I were, one fans, says if there, I, there were fans at first and then they got angry. Hmm. I don't know what's happening, bro. If I leave, no one else is watching. That's not true. I mean, I think that's just because they're on one of the things. Um, UOPod.com. Is this from my channel? I think, I think this might be from my... Somebody hate watching know. on my channel that was they're happy. probably racist if they're hating you. Happy at first and then 
mad that they that we're didn't drop the conversation and show them attention or show our feet or whatever it is. And, and whoever <laughs> whoever it is though is going to be so angry that you're picking out the the, well, this person saying comments from that, another person. <laughs> um, you also have to fill out the government paperwork. That was when I was talking about the um, the uh, the solar panels and everything, and the windows and everything. Of course, they get oh, yeah. the of course they get the the information from you and everything. But yeah, spend fifteen grand, you'll get five back. And you know, instead of us just giving you five grand. Okay. Well, uh, we're gonna make you work. Uh, for yeah. It. Well, that's all a scam. I think it's it's hilarious to me how every single week you are in this world of like, well, they're just you know they're they're so incompetent. It's like, bro, this you is say all. This, but I've explained before, Eric Butler, that the reason I do this is so that people understand that we're not just giving, you know, our side, and we understand what the other argument. Because when you're arguing with people, you're debating some somebody. You have to understand what their argument is so that you can defeat them because it's not very hard to defeat their arguments. Okay. Well, Eric, um, I think it's hilarious. Shout out all the, all the lovers, shout out all the haters. It's, I mean, the funniest thing of this entire episode is that somebody spent the, the whole episode angry commenting and then you read the only other comments out of all of them. So well, I'm uh, not going to scroll through like and read this. There's like I'm scrolling, 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 scrolling. And now it's stopped. Like I'm not going to read through all this stuff. Like, I saw the one about the uh, about Anna and I liked it. Like, I'm not going to you can comment 700 things, but I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to likely see it if there is a unless the super chat because the super chat comes up in this big friggin letters. (laughs) Okay, well, no, I just it was just hilarious because clearly somebody is desperate for attention and you pick the only other accounts that's commenting on the stream. Well, yeah, um, I'm looking now. The Finn says, thank you for the show. All right. Big up Finland. Right. I think. All right. All right. Uopod.com. Make sure you like and share <laughs> on everything. Uh, we're posting a lot of reels and everything. And if you're a Patreon subscriber, which we got one of yesterday, one of two or three. Thank you. Um, we just started putting extra segments on there. We record them during the week and we throw up um, at least three or four extra segments um, there on Patreon.com slash Uopod. Pod. 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 How long can I keep the echo up for? Bye. Turn it up, Jordan.